This is Eric from Cheyenne, Wyoming, and you're listening to the Pro Hockey News Podcast. Welcome in to another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast, brought to you by MyCustomSportsShare.com. PHHead15 is your code. Check them out, MyCustomSportsShare.com. Get your chair designed as you wish, including featuring producer extraordinaire Richard Cote's face as an option. Yeah. Adam Enig, Lonnie Goldsmith as well, joining the double shifter as, as we're back. We were on a hiatus. The first line was on an official hiatus. <laughs> uh, due to an act of God, yes, we were on a hiatus. Scheduling acts of God and all that. Richard Cote is uh, going, he's in a studio 2B in the uh, PHN world. Yep. Studio 1A uh, quickly getting redone, I hear. Uh, it, it is dry. We just need to move uh, some stuff around and it will be back in action next week. I'm I'm in parts unknown on the left coast, and and Lonnie, you're the only one in your normal spot. I know it's uh, it's nice to be back though. That week off was was weird. Kind of kind of, and in the middle of playoff season, it's tough tough time to be uh, forced out of the normal routine. So are you saying you missed us? Sure. That that's what it sounded like to me. That's what I heard. Yeah, I would never use those words. I mean, you don't have to because we did for you. Exactly. How so, you choose to translate is up to you. I, you were speaking English. I don't think we have to translate. It. It, it, it's like when we got your picks when you were on that cruise. Yeah. It's just like a, a, a telepathic conne- you know, connection. To the, <laughs> yeah. This is best weeks he had, so he's got to be careful with the telepathy around here. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so a lot has happened, guys, since uh, we last talked. Um, we're down to like half the amount of teams. And uh, we, we were almost down to the Stanley Cup final until last night. Dallas decided they're still playing hockey. Um, but we've uh, we've got a TV hell going on right now in the U.S. That's that's really going to be the story of, of the uh, Stanley Cup final. Unfortunately, in the U.S. is going to be the uh, lack of ratings, even though it's going to be a fun series, no matter who comes out of the West. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Florida is a, is a great story as they took Carolina. And let's start there in the Easter Conference. Have we seen a closer, more competitive sweep in the history of the NHL playoffs? I was I was thinking about that in the it was the in the middle of Game Four. There was a stretch for about two minutes and thirty five seconds, roughly. I'm not looking at the box. I think it was roughly it. It was the period of time between Florida going up to nothing and Carolina clawing a goal back. That was the only time in the entire series that the teams were separated by more than one goal. (laughs) The rest of the series, it was tied or it was a one goal game either way. I don't think there's a, there's a series I can recall, certainly not a sweep that was that competitive. I mean, it it did not feel like a sweep. Nope. Well, I mean, it technically wasn't because it went like five games, right? Given the, uh, the four overtimes of game one, I think five, five and a third by. Yeah. It was still a sweep. <laughs> yes. It was no, the longest, it, maybe the longest sweep in, in NHL <laughs> history, but it was still a sweep. Yeah, it was. And it was a super competitive sweep. Nonetheless, there, there was a stretch of game three. And again, I texted you like it was just breathless. It was crazy. End yeah. to end. I mean, I felt like they might have gone like six, seven minutes without a whistle. It was, I've never seen a stretch of hockey quite like, and, and Carolina was dominant. Absolutely punishing Florida on the forecheck, playing desperate like they needed to down to nothing. And they, they just couldn't get, uh, they, they couldn't get the tying goal. They went to like, I think the last two and a half. Yep. With, with Freddie pulled, it was, it was a phenomenal series. Yes. Carolina lost. And yes, I'm sure they're disappointed to have lost, but you know, Brenda in the handshake line did not look as downtrodden as you often see a lot of coaches look. And maybe that's because the relationships he's got with a lot of the guys on Florida um, staff and players. But I think that there is a, a certain level of respect that uh, that the two teams have for each other that really was uh, kind of refreshing. I, I also think it was because you went three, two, and four overtimes. 
two one in in a whole hum over time. This really boring one nothing game in sixty minutes that you know they couldn't go to overtime with. And then you know let's get some goals and go four three in an offensive juggernaut to finish the series with a walk off with <laughs> yeah. five seconds left yes. in regulation <laughs> under five left in regulation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we 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 were you know a Kachuk goal. We were a Kachuk moment away of uh, way too much patience that he had. Good God, that was amazing patience in his hands of going to another overtime. But yeah, I mean, I think it's just it, I think the players nobody. It wasn't it wasn't a butt kicking. It wasn't the snarl because you got swept. Like Carolina tried to go heavy in Game Three to change the tone, and, and Florida responded. But we didn't have that usual sweep of just debauchery happening. You know, right. It, 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 it was a situation where if, you know, you look at it in a certain way, Carolina lost every coin flip there was in the series. Yeah. yeah. That was Florida, it. Florida yeah. got every loose puck. Yep. Florida, Florida capitalized on the special teams and you, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. You know what, what I'm really sad about with this series is first of all, one, it only went four games. Cause I would love to see a seven game series between these two teams uh, Two, that it wasn't on ESPN plus because I didn't get to see any of these games. You, you, you need to, you need better friends with the right access. I guess so. But you need to ask people for passwords. Man. <laughs> it, it, that, that that's, that's frowned upon is what I hear. Eh, only in Netflix. And eventually, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we're going to hook you up. we're gonna have to hook you up for the final though, with everything being on TNT. And I think there's a, uh, impossible jokers broadcast on true TV for it. And you haven't seen this game. Like they're, they're, they're Turner's pulling out the stops. I have oh. not seen, I did not see what the schedule holds as far as the TV schedule. No. So, so yeah, Turner's got it all. Oh. And so they, they did it. The NHL did announce today. If we, if Dallas loses, we're, we're starting on the 31st, so next Wednesday. If Dallas doesn't lose and it goes any longer than five games, we don't start till the third. If Dallas wins, I should say, we don't start till Saturday the third. So I'm hoping they win a couple games because even if they, they win, if they lose tomorrow, that's still like four days off. Yeah. Like, I, I want the stuff. Like, we need stuff. Yeah. Can't wait that long. But yeah, they're, uh, Turner is pulling out all the stops. We're going to have... Uh, I think three channels worth and alternate casts and all that good stuff that's going on. Can we, can we talk for a sec about the charmed life that the Florida Panthers are leading though? They were what was once thought to be a meaningless. Uh, I, I mean, a lot at stake for, for Pittsburgh, but certainly meaningless for Chicago. Uh, are you, you're, you're referring to April 11th. I am referring to April 11th, the, the day that changed the day that changed everything. Yes, that was the game. That game changed the entire NHL now and forever. Yes, until the next one does. But yeah, that, that <laughs> I, you could argue that April 11th is the biggest game on the NHL schedule this past season. I don't think there's a question. Yeah, Chicago beat Pittsburgh five to two, mm-hmm. which keeps Pittsburgh out of the playoffs and puts Florida in. Yep. Uh, it if Chicago loses that game, they don't get Connor Bedard. No, because their odds are not where they need to be, probably. And they don't get the lottery. They, you know, the they lottery. probably don't get the lottery combination, right? To make that work. So, so that happens. Um, fast forward to game uh, five of the uh, series against Boston. Goes to overtime. You know who wins it because that's all Keith Kachar or not Keith. Matthew. Thank you. Matthew, thank you. You had a one in three chance of getting the right first. Right. Listen, they showed they might have shown as much Walt on TV oh, good God. In, in games three and four than they showed of his kid. Um <laughs> and then Boston was a goal up defending a net, you know, the Florida with an empty net with a minute to play uh in game seven when Montour ties it and then Verhage wins it. They Listen, they're playing great hockey. This is not this. This is not all down to luck. Not even in the slightest. They're playing great hockey. They're making the most of all of their chances. Mm-hmm. But boy, they are just on a heater right now from a team that I mean, they're playing with house money. This was a team that scraped in as the eight seed. And look what and they're just rolling right now. 
Well, you know, hold on. That's I wouldn't even say they're rolling. They're winning because they haven't had a two goal game. I believe since game one versus Toronto. Uh, I think every, I think they, I think every other win in that series was a, was a one goal game. Yep. Two overtime games that they won. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, they had a, a two goal game against, uh, let's see what that Boston series was. Um, Boston was a lot of scoring. Boston there was, was a lot, lot scoring. of scoring. They won a seven, five. Um, there was a six, three game in there. I think yep, there a game two. they, they games, won yeah. a six, three, they lost a four, two, they won a seven, five. They won both overtime games though. Yeah. Both one goal games in that series. They won. Yep. Boy, Get a, get a two goal lead against these guys. That's yep, apparently. <laughs> like, that's, well, not too early though. Not too early. Cause not too early though. I mean, you don't, I mean, you're going to play these guys close. They're going to, they're going to figure out a way. It, it, it seems so. I mean, all so. evidence leads me to believe this right now. And they're, as they've won every one goal game and uh, eight, let me see quick eight of nine. The 11 of 12 right now in the playoffs. It's not too bad. That's not too bad. So here's an interesting thing about Florida. Yes, they barely got in as the eighth seed, right? They were the uh, the President's Cup winner a year ago. Correct. Mm-hmm. So it's not like this totally... Ca- I mean, obviously, like, the Kachuk deal is the big one. Um Looked weird at the time, but uh, I'd say they're winning that trade. Um, it's, I mean, it's not from out of, it's not really that from out of nowhere, if you think about it, because they're doing it with largely the same personnel. I'll take even one deeper, though, of the on the brink. Yeah. They weren't even one of the top 16 teams in the NHL this year. No. They were the 17th. They were That's a right. point behind Calgary. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you look at the whole league. So, I mean, it, it it's really, there's a lot. I yeah. mean, there's, there's an absolute lot here. And, and how about, I mean, I think the biggest story, um, I mean, Montour has had a coming out party. I think we, yep. we can all agree on that. Everybody knows who, who Brandon Montour is now, if he didn't before. But, uh, you know, old balls in net, Sergey, uh, he's having a resurgence. Everybody left him for dead, and he wasn't even living up to the contract, didn't start the playoffs. I think he only played about half the games this year. Dude's rolling the last handful of games. Just rolling. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, he played 50 games in the regular season. A very, in, I mean, incredibly ho-hum to, oh, yeah, was, you know, bad. 3.07 with a 901. Uh, he was not good. And now in the playoffs, he's 11 and 2 with a 221 and a 935. Yeah, Alex Lyons starting the first three games and didn't make it after game three, was giving up over three goals a game, low save percentage. Yep, lo and behold, 11 out of 13 for, for the Bob. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and mean, an assist for good measure. Yeah. But look, this guy's one of Vesna. He, he, he is, he is, <laughs> he's, I need to understate this. He's a really good goalie. We know he's got this in him, right? We know he's got this. Um, I didn't know if we were going to find it again. Well, I, nobody expected a 34 year old who had shown pedestrian numbers in the last couple seasons, um, especially this year who, you know, I mean, hasn't, hasn't played 60 games in a bunch of years. Right. You no, know? uh, had had some awful playoff numbers his last couple goes before mm-hmm. this year. And now he looks like the $10 million man that they paid him for. Yeah. yeah. And he, they better hope so. Cause he's got two more years <laughs> left to be, or three more years left to, to be the $10 million man. So he, I mean, it's an incredible story. I mean, he was a Lonnie. He was the third string goalie going, going down the stretch of the play, you know, as they were on their playoff push. They're just resting the old guy for, uh, for, for playoff day. Yeah, that's what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what Maurice was doing. Something like that. Yep. How, uh, speaking of Paul Maurice, 
I mean, this is a guy that, that he's been around Hartford, Boston in different capacities, you know, mainly recently, everybody remembers him in Winnipeg. And we all know that, that Winnipeg just, I mean, they never got past the hump was there for a while. Now he's gone, comes to Florida and replaces, you know, Florida was much aligned with the stuff going on with Quenville and all that. So it wasn't like, you know, Dale Talent. it wasn't like it was easy when they were firing GM and they had the uh, coach was basically suspended by the league and all that. And then he comes in as a calming influence um, and has not only coached a heck of a team has become quite the fun post-game presser guy as well. It's like definitely an awkward situation to come into. Yes. You know, again, you have the Quenville situation. You have Andrew Burnett taking over early last year, leading the team to the president's cup. You don't give Burnett the job. Um, and you, you bring in, like, I understand why you want the clean break, right? You, you don't, even though what happened with Quenville wasn't in Florida, I, I understand sort of the idea of wanting somebody to, who, who wasn't part of the staff. You want to clean mm-hmm. not And again, not the Burnett was a member of a staff in Chicago either, but like, you still want a clean break from, from the past. I get that. Did they make that move? If, if Maurice isn't available, I don't know. You know, he left Winnipeg. I I don't know what they do if he is still in Winnipeg or somebody else got to him first. You know, he's a veteran guy. He's been to he's, you know, took Carolina to the cup in their first uh, their first trip in 02. He was the uh, he was the head coach there. Yep. Um, And he he moved with them from Hartford. He, he was did the, last, from the, he was the yep. last Hartford coach and the first Hurricanes coach. That's right. Um, yep. That was his, uh, you know, he, he had left for Toronto and then Carolina, or he was in Toronto in care as a head coach when uh, Carolina had, uh, yeah, when Carolina was on uh, their uh, Stanley cup run, he had just gotten hired as the Toronto head coach. Yep. You know, but he's a guy who's, who's been around, a bit, um, a bit of a retread hire. I think when, when you hire a guy who's on his, you know, fourth, fifth head coach job, I think you get to call it a retread. You know, but, but yeah, but you gotta remember. So he was, if, if you count Hartford and Carolina, I mean, that was eight years. And then he came back to Carolina for a couple, but then he went to Winnipeg for seven. Yeah. So you, you take out Toronto in the second stop in, in Carolina which was a mid-season hire, and we know how those usually work out. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, he spent eight seasons and, and seven seasons. So he spent 15 years with two different clubs. It's not like, it, true. I mean, it's not like he went and got a lifer who was uh, right. like a lifer assistant coach who, who'd been around who you're giving a first shot to. Right. right? This, um, and he's, it's he's, something not a, he's not a Sutter retread, or he's not uh, a Tortorella retread. I mean, right. you know, it, it's a different it's a different retread. You know, it, it, it's, I think it's more like the Peter Laviolette yeah. retread, if you will. I, I think it's because he's a guy who's a little quieter. I think Torts and, and Suter have a tendency to make it about them being generous a little there. Um, but, but it's not really, you know, Maurice or his style um, always a little quiet. And maybe it's the markets that he's been in, right? That's it's not it. like, with the exception yeah. of Toronto, Carolina, Winnipeg, Florida, it's and Hartford. It's not like, and he didn't last long in Toronto. No, but he lasted long in the quiet markets. Yeah, right. Like he does his he does his work in sort of a, you know he does it in sort of a quieter market where he's not the marquee. Maybe that's the right spot. So the big question with Paul Maurice, though. Did he supplant Daryl Sutter for the pe- best post-game quote of the season? Daryl Sutter explaining where Huberto went in the middle of the game to, to drop the deuce <laughs> versus the Alexander Barkov attending a uh, double-level bar mitzvah, upper and lower. Oh, boy. Ah. Uh. Two very different quotes. Two very different quotes. But both it's, hilarious in their own way. Yes. <laughs> I I think boy. I still think it's Suter. 
there was something about his his accent and and the the the, the that really sort of puts that over the top. So you're going deal side. You're going center yeah, with this one. I'm going, I'm going center with this one. Richard, um, I'm going with Lonnie Sutter. I, I, I don't know. It just it hit me the right way. I'm going Paul Maurice, and here's why. Sutter could have been telling us the truth. Paul Maurice wasn't telling us the truth <laughs> and was just hilarious about it and didn't think we'd get a bar mitzvah reference, Lonnie, from an NHL head coach randomly. <laughs> that's true. That, that I mean, is that's not what you right expect. There. I mean, that, 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 I mean, you, you, you pull bar mitzvah reference. I didn't think Paul Maurice would. No, I don't think he would. That's fair. Um, but you I mean, know, the hey. Sutter comment could have been true. That's true. Given it doesn't make it any less funny. No, but I, I just say, I, I still think it's, uh, yeah, listen, I can't really make an argument against you there on this one. Other things. Sure. This no. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Hey, I'm just saying it. I mean, it's, it's, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go over it. Cause and it was more the way he followed it up too. Cause then they asked, they knew he was joking, and then the reporter asked, upper or lower? And he goes, both levels, two floors. Uh. It's like, I mean, he, 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 he leaned into the absurdity, and instead of berating, like, he handled it so well, instead of berating the, the uh, reporter, instead of, you know, just giving him, like, a look off, he, he answered it. With with another with going on the joke, I I thought it was great. It, it, it's the it, it's uh, it's easier to do that when you're winning. Well, of course it is. <laughs> of course, I mean, okay. I'm just saying it's easier to be light about light. You know, even the light moments, it's easier to you know enjoy when you're winning. But what I really wanted was somebody like uh, Mark Lazarus from the uh, the Athletic to be there and ask him how many bar mitzvahs he's attended in his life. Now, now I want that expose. I, I really, I yeah. want to know where the bar mitzvah comment came from. Yeah, I don't, that's, that's a weird pull. It, a very weird pull, you know, for a guy from Sault Ste. Marie, not, not, not where I was expecting him to go. No, no, not sure the Sioux has the biggest uh, Jewish community. Don't think so. Don't think so. We'll, well, get it, our best, we'll get our best people to research that. That's right. Yeah. Or the, the, only person we can that would spend time researching that one of the two, one of yeah. the two will happen. Hey, that's our best person. We, we have a lot of bests here on this podcast. There are a Some, lot of best. Sometimes the best is the only, Hey, sometimes I am, that's why I'm the best producer. You know, no. like, like we say in the umpire world, sometimes the best ability is availability. Exactly. You know, it was, what I was not the best post game comments in this playoffs. Well, there's been a lot of them, which where are you going with this? Uh, Jamie Ben post game of game Ooh. three <laughs> where he said nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just the kind of leadership you want from your captain. Yeah. Well, he got to talk to the NHL, so maybe he was saving up all his words. Yeah. About- but his, uh, his explanation though, how he accidentally fell and, Broke his fall with his stick. It happens. I didn't stab that person, Your Honor. He fell on that knife a bunch of times. Because he quit falling on my knife. And he didn't. He just kept falling on it. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, Mark Stone's okay. Because it it may not have been okay. Oh, it looked ugly. It looked really bad. And Stone's not exactly been healthy recently, to say the least. So, well... Wasn't it a, a neck and back issue that kept him out most of the yeah. season? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, it's not like Ben hasn't done just that kind of thing before. The guy's a dirtbag. But the idea that he then leaves the arena without addressing it and leaves his teammates to answer for it when you're the team captain, it's just inexcusable. I agree that it, it I, I've often questioned why he's worn the sea in Dallas. Yeah. And it, I, I question it even more. I mean, what was interesting about the Ben hit, you know, as we, we go to the West now here is like the first hit wasn't good to begin with. Like he kind of took his hand off a stick, hit stone in the face. 
Yeah. And then he came back to just level him when he was down on the ice with a cross check to the face. And like he, he went from bad to worse with the hit. Right. So five in the game was right. I mean, mm-hmm. and then the yeah. two game suspension. I, 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 I think the NHL, which is, is for us to say this, got it all right on this one. Well, and essentially it was a, a three game suspension. Right. Because he was only a minute 53 into that game. So yeah. he, he missed three games. Right. You know, the old NHL would have said, oh, well, you already missed one. We're only going to give you, you one. You basically missed a whole game. We're only going to give you one. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe, they didn't, maybe they didn't spin the wheel this time and they actually thought about it. Maybe. I mean, look, there are plenty of times where, you know, somebody did something dirty, but, oh, the guy wasn't hurt. So we're going to he's not going to miss a game. So you're, we're not going to suspend you a game. like that can't be what the reaction is. Yeah. Like if you care, if you actually care about player safety and you care about the well-being of the guys who, you know, play in your league, you got to do the right thing in there. And fortunately the NHL did. So what are the chances you think that Jamie Ben, after he got ejected, went up into the stands and started throwing trash on the ice with the rest of the fans? Like 80% <laughs> chance maybe? No, I, I wonder when he left the arena. After he threw trash on the ice. <laughs> I don't know if he left during the Yeah. I don't know if he left during the game or snuck out after. Um I mean it doesn't change my opinion of him and the the action, but because again, it's not like this is the first time he's you know had his stick accidentally land on somebody's head and neck area. Yep. This is I mean this is what he does. I'm glad the NHL, you know, did the right thing on it. But I mean, I love the, you know, Max Domi channeling his dad and Nick Haig just laughing at him. Yeah. Like that was the best. Like he's just throwing, throw, trying to throw haymakers. He's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm, I've always been of the opinion of in a, in a game like that, like, don't, you don't take the bait. Don't, don't give, like Domi was trying to fire up his team and probably get a little measure of revenge in at the same time. You're Vegas on the verge of being up three, nothing. You have no reason to give Dallas anything. No. Agreed. Agreed. It, it, yeah. It, so, you know, it, Dallas, once again, has struggled in overtime. In mm-hmm. the playoffs, it, it's carried over from from the regular season where they lost fourteen overtime games. And we talked about how much seeding there would have been different if if they would have just won half of those. Right there, um, you know, Ottinger, Ottinger to me has been the most surprising player on the team in terms of he has just been streaky. Yes, I, you know he's he's got. He's nine and eight. Think about that with a sub 900 goals or uh, save percentage. What, what is his save percentage right now? Is it eight? It's 899. 9, 9. Okay. Yeah. He's given up three goals a game. Right. I mean, compared to a guy like Frederick Anderson, who finished the playoffs with a 927 and a 183. Are you talking about just this series or, or, or the playoffs? Because Playoffs. I mean, playoffs yeah. as a whole. Okay. Yeah. Nine and eight with a two nine four and an eight nine nine. But a shutout too. But that's the thing. Like he's he said, <laughs> you know, it was one of those where like early on, like, oh, he had a bad game. Oh, you know he's gonna come back. Like he is gonna bounce back. And he did. I mean, Lonnie and I, you talked about this like, like we 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 like you're gonna he's gonna dazzle him. And he did. Yep. But it's when he's off, it's it's been bad, man. It's been real bad. He is not stealing games for him then with regularity. I'm always confused with Dallas, you know, as we enter in each season and we make our way to early predictions. I just, I never know what kind of team we're going to see. And to me, this extends to Ottinger. Like we, we don't know what goalie we're going to get going into any given game. Um, so yeah, the, uh, I really don't know what to, to think going into game five here. I mean, he, he showed up all right in game four, but yeah, what are we going to see in game five? Like it's such a, 
it's such a weird, like, just look at the Seattle series. Lots of goals in that series. So, like, again, if Dallas is like, okay, you're going to win playoff games 5 4, 4 3, right? So it's going to hurt the numbers a little. But you look at the game, you know, the game, they lost 5 4 in overtime. Then he gives up seven in game three, but Dallas comes back and wins six, three in game two. He, he only gave up five. And, oh, right. Remember he got Sorry. pulled there. He got pulled. That's true. He did. Get pulled. He got pulled. That's right. Yeah. That's true. But then, you know, game six with a chance to close it out, Seattle wins six, three. And he got like, pulled a game at 20. He only played 24 minutes in that game after giving up four on 18. Yeah. yeah. And then closes like, it out with a 22 save performance. And, and he was great. And you jinxed yes. the shutout. You jinxed the shutout. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. So he has you to blame. All right. But the, you know, and then he puts and then in game three, in a must win game, essentially for Dallas, he lasted seven minutes and gave up three goals on five shots. And then the other night he comes back with a 37 save performance. And And what may have been his best start of the playoffs. And round one against Minnesota, they're down two games to one in Minnesota, and then he gives up three goals in the next three games, and they win the series 4-2. Yeah. Like, he's got, he's got brilliance in the locker. I I just don't know if he brings it out to the ice with it. I mean, in these playoffs, it's far and few between. Yeah. He he was one of those guys that you just, after a stinker, you thought he'd come back and disown it. Yeah. And he, he hasn't done that this playoffs. He's had a couple stinkers in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, let's, let's talk about like, what does Dallas need to do to extend it beyond game five? Jake Ottinger needs to steal the game. Jake Ottinger's got to play great. I think it's that simple. I really do. They're not going to win unless Ottinger wins a game. That's my take. He didn't steal a game. I mean, I'm not sure he stole game seven against Seattle in the way, Adam, that you're thinking, because Seattle was not all that great in that game. That was, that was a complete game from Dallas, which right. also helps. But I, I wouldn't like look at, I wasn't watching that game going, man, Ottinger is just, just taking this away from the Kraken. I didn't, I wasn't going to, I wasn't coming away with that. Okay. Um, he gonna, he's going to have to do that in Vegas though. He is 100% going to have to absolutely, ab, you know, this is going to have to, you know, shut out one goal game you know, 35, 40 saves. Like he's going to have to pull that out somehow. Well, I mean, also how about Dallas gets more scoring besides Robertson in this series? Cause that's all they've had in this series. That's fair too. Yeah, that is, that is very fair. That, that's, you know, that's what comes to mind. I mean, yes, Ottinger needs to be playing better, which, you know, he showed he, he did in game four, he played, you know, much better than he did in the first three games. Um, but they're they're not really getting any offense this series. They've scored, you know, five goals in the first three games. You know, less than two goals a game. That's that's not going to win you a playoffs game. That's not going to win you a playoff series. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So, I mean, I think the big question there on the offense is when is Rupe Hintz going to start the series? Right. Because he, he scored in game one. And we haven't seen him do anything. Now, yet I believe he had a couple assists in game four. Was still a minus player. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, hasn't – he's been quiet. He hasn't scored a power play goal since the, the second game versus Minnesota I was looking at. It's – I mean, for a guy that, that grabs, you know, 18 minutes or so, 17, 18 minutes a night, one goal in five games is for, for your, you know, the guy that was supposed to carry you. Can't well, have that. He's also he's still leading the team in goals too. Yeah. So yeah, you definitely need those guys to to show up here and and start putting pucks in the net. Uh, I mean, all the blame can't be going on Ottinger here. No, I mean they've got yeah. Well, Robertson's got four of the seven goals. Yes, Hintz hat did have assist. He did have assists on uh, the two power play goals they scored last night. Yeah. I mean, Pavelski, Robertson have both been playing well, but Hintz has been a disappointment. I mean, Jamie Ben, like we talked about, has been a disappointment when you don't play. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're a disappointment. Sagan got quiet. Yeah. And he's become a real minus player. I mean, Hintz, 24 points in 17 playoff games so far. Yeah, but he's been 
Yeah. He had, yeah, but take away the last. So if you take away four games and four points, I mean, that's how hot he was. He, he had what? 12 in the first or 20 points in the first 12. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it's, it's that he had a huge start and he's been quiet this series. Here's the thing though. Take away, take away the game three. Okay. Sort of like we talked about with Florida, like we've had three overtime games right now. Mm-hmm. You know, if you take away, you know, again, it's just sort of, if Dallas takes one of those first two overtime games or both those overtime, like we're looking at this a little bit differently. These, it's not like, I wouldn't say Dallas has played well by any means. Like they, they, they didn't play as well in their first four games as Carolina did in their four against Florida. Right. So, I mean, the situations are not totally the same, but I, you know, they're sort of losing the coin flips too. Well, but they, they, once again, they've, they losing, they can't play in overtime. doesn't matter if it's five and five or three on three. We've learned. Right. I mean, they, they did win the last game in overtime, but in a, in a must win game three coming home, they got shellacked. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, to me, that's the biggest thing. Like that, that, that to me is the biggest telltale of the series is you're coming home down to nothing. Okay. Series hasn't started yet. Road team hasn't won. You come out and not only did they lose in the first seven minutes and 10 seconds, you were down three to nothing. Right. You know, and it's, and you can sort of put it up, but it's not like they racked up power play goals on that five minute major, right? They were already one, nothing down before the major happened. They only got right. one only, they got a goal on that. And then one more, you know, quick one, a minute, th- uh, minute 13. Yeah. Afterwards, after yep. bar, after barbershop on the power play. So, and I think the power play probably just, I'm not looking at the penalty sheet, but it probably just expired at that point. Um, they'd just come off. Yeah. Um, yeah. 17 seconds off the, the major was when they made it three, nothing. Right. They laid an egg. Um, mm-hmm. it wasn't just Ben, uh, Dadnov got hurt, missed the game. So you're down two forwards now and you're down two forwards and three, nothing after eight minutes of hockey. That's a tough way to come home. Fans throwing trash on the ice. Their aim is bad. You should have fired that at your own bench. (laughs) Yep. Although the obvious caveat, don't throw things at anybody during a game. Like we don't encourage that or or don't throw things at people. Yeah. Yeah. Unless that's a food fight. Then you can throw things at people. That's there you go. All right. I'll take that. Okay. So yeah, I mean it. So, okay. So, so I'll take it, finish it like this guys. Does the offense have to step up or does Ottinger have to step up of more of the factor needed for Dallas to come back? What is can more I, important? Can it get, uh, I was going to cheat and say yes until no, you added them, which is more important. Um, what's the must have for them to come back? Offense. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, they need to spread. Like, yeah. They, they, this team can score goals. They have proven it in the playoffs so far. They have, at least before the series, they've proven it in the regular season. There is a good enough offensive firepower on this team. And you, you sort of hope if, get the puck down the other end, you start scoring some goals, you start playing a more complete team game. Ottinger will get into the flow of the game better and it all sort of feed off each other. But I think that starts with, they've got to get something done offensively. And are you, are you saying that the offense has to step up more than than the Ottinger thing? Because of the lack of confidence that Aiden Hill really is that great. He, you know, if the offense steps up, then he'll be shelled. And then what's the answer? Look, it's not, like Patrick, it's not Patrick Juan is prime. No, I, I and for, right. <laughs> so, I mean, like the, it's not like the opportunity isn't there for, for offensively to get going. If, I mean, Vegas is playing a very complete team game right now, which definitely helps, but you know, Vegas took out hockey's biggest offensive juggernaut 
this year in the last round. Like they know how to, they, they figured out a play, way to play against really good offensive teams. But I think Dallas has even more balance than Edmonton does um, that they can, Dallas can spread the wealth. They can roll, you know, three lines and get points from three lines. I think that that's, that's where things start to turn is going to be on their offensive side. Because I don't know if you can, I just, Andre has not been consistent enough in this postseason you can have confidence that he's all of a all of a sudden going to flip a switch and it's going to work. When are people going to get confidence in twenty-seven-year-old Aiden Hill? Because I mean, this is his first playoffs. He's been mm-hmm. on three teams in the last three years. Um, the NHL. The funny thing is, the NHL on the on the Vegas site I noticed the other day still uses this Coyotes action shot as his <laughs> his, his wallpaper up top, you know, behind his headshot, which I yep. find curious. You know, this is a guy that, that, you know, he played 27 games in the regular season as a career high. And they got thrust into the playoffs, you know, due to an injury. Right. People are going to get confidence in Aiden Hill as soon as they look up and figure out who Aiden Hill is. <laughs> I, I think it's win the series and you're turning a lot of heads. No, no, because the story is going to be Bobrovsky over Hill if he wins this. Like, he's not going to get his due in the final. Not with Bobrowski playing. Not like unless they win. <laughs> not unless they win. Well, that's exactly. Wow. And uh, then if they win, is he going to be, you know, because right here, here's what I'll say right now. Hands down. If, 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 if nothing changes and status quo remains the same in terms of performance, Bob is your, your con Smythe winner. It's, it's not even close for Florida right now. In my opinion, uh, ahead of Kachuk. I've got him ahead of Kachuk. I think Bobrowski has done more than Kachuk in terms of value. Agreed. Okay. I get it. Kachuk scoring huge goals. I'm not, but what Bob is doing is fine. okay. That's leading that team. That's fine. All right. I can get a bar. I mean, you can disagree. I, I, I know I, I, you're, 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 you have that Kachuk look on your face. I do. It, it's a, um, <laughs> it, it, I think if it were Kachuk over, I think either way, nobody's, uh, look, I'd give it a, for, to Kachuk, if only because of his quote after they paraded the Prince of Wales trophy around the ice, which is nobody expected us to be here anyway. Who cares? Yes. <laughs> I mean, Kachuk doesn't even have more goals than Leon Dreisaitl yet, though. No. Think about that, by the way. W- which is <laughs> wild because all Kachuk, right, but all of Kachuk's goals have been big, just so beyond the clutch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's second in the playoffs in points, but behind the aforementioned hints, who did all his yeah. damage early and Kachuk's yeah. been pretty consistent. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, uh, you know, he's also got 24 penalty minutes to go along with his uh, 21 points. You know, he, he's got to have more points and penalty minutes if he wants to win a con Smythe. Come on. That's fine. That I can, yeah, that I can get on board with. <laughs> shouldn't say leading Pims, but, but he's up there. I mean, he's not even leading his team, but he's up there. We didn't even talk about should his uh, game winning goal have counted. <sighs> Why not? I mean, it's one, well because Bennett pitchforked the goalie, but I had more it's of one of those where they would, goal earlier in the season, actually earlier in the series than I did this one. Okay. I, I don't like that of, they waved off the one was a game one. I didn't like yeah. that wave off. In overtime. Look, if it would, it, to me, it's a case of had they chalked yeah. it off for, for goalie interference. Okay, I can I can definitely see it. And if they didn't, if they kept they they didn't, they kept it as is. I can see that too. But like, it, it's one of those where the call on the ice is going to stand. If they would have waved it off immediately, I would have. Yeah. So here's an interesting question because we've had a lot of getting pushed into crease and physicality. Yeah. The last year has been real interesting, even in the regular season. I think part of it's the amount of replay and the type of cameras and all that. And I can't believe I'm saying this, and I'm not sure I want this, but you know, the goalies kind of get leeway even when they're outside of the blue paint as they come across. Oh, absolutely. Do 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 we need to change the shape of the crease and make it back like a you know back like a rectangle? Oh, I thought you were going to go with like the full half circle or whatever. No, more of a rectangle where it doesn't get thinner as it goes to where they literally get a, a, a rectangle to protect themselves. So when they go across, they're fully in. That'd be interesting. I, 
Now, I kind of like the half circle only because it's the geometry of it coming out to stop angles on shots. It, you 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 don't come off like on a you're you're going out to a a not necessarily like a point in a rectangle where you're you're coming out to space. I I think it's fine how it is. But I'd argue that most of the goalie interference is going side to side when they're going straight across. And you have a guy that's not entering the crease at the point of like angle. Yeah. But when he keeps going then, and there's less real estate, all of a sudden is when the contact happens as the goalie comes across. And if we made it more of a rectangle, there's less controversy. It's a really, it's a more defined space of truly the angle that these interference calls are happening at. Well, I mean, it's painted. There's a defined space. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Which, whatever shape you want, there's a defined space. Okay, and, if you think go, and if you think going back to a rectangle is going to eliminate the controversy, I mean, forget it. There's always going to be controversy in that spot. True. I, I just it's, think it's it's a more natural direction of where of where we're seeing the interferences happen. I, I don't know. I, to, to Lonnie's point, I I like the arc at the top of the crease. I, I think what? for for a goalie that that makes more sense to be protected in an arc than a straight line. Well, now on the other hand, you could keep you could basically have the the painted area be rectangular, and if you if goalies wanted to keep the arc piece of it, so you could basically see what you're, you know, you, you, you like. So I know from soccer goalkeeping, for example, goalies like to scuff up an area at the six yard box equal to the post. Because this way, you know, the six yard box extends past the post and this way you can sort of see where you are and you create your geometry based on that. You don't have that sort of thing. You know, you can't scuff up the ice the same way, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can gouge the crap out of it, but nobody wants, that's dangerous. Nobody wants that. So like you could keep the 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 arc piece of it, but the painted piece is the, the area to that has to be the, you know, that's where it's, the the goaltender interference is based on the the painted space, not necessarily the arc space. So you could have both of those things if the arc is a good aid for a goaltender. I just think you need but, consistent so, calling when it comes to goaltender interference. I think that that's it. It just comes down to call. It's a judgment call of what is interfering. You're not going to have consistency on judgment. Not everybody's it, judgment's the same. If the player's in the paint and there's contact made, that should be interference. Not if he's what if he's pushed in by his own team. What if he is forcibly trying to get out and can't get, I mean, there, there's a thing that there's more layer than is he in the crease or not. It's how do he get there? Right. But that's not what happened in, in the, right. That's not what happened in this case. It, it almost, it was until Bennett put a stick in between Anderson's. Legs. Okay. Okay. I, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, I was less problematic with that one than I was the one earlier in the series that got yeah. taken away. But, uh, okay. So let me play. This is totally like summer PHN podcast edition. If, if, if I give, if you give me the rectangle crease, I take away the trapezoid behind the net. If you I'm keep actually, your, your semicircle crease, you have to keep the trapezoid. I'm actually fine with the trapezoid. It doesn't bother me. Nah, give me adventurous goalies. Yeah. I, I want, I want goalies <laughs> to be able, I want the skill of the goalie to show hockey. Listen, these guys, like they're all hockey play. They got to be able to learn. They got to be able to stick handle. Okay. I I like I I'm fine with get rid of the trapezoid. I want it. Let these guys let these let these guys wander. Yeah. Let 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 them wander themselves into trouble too. Like yeah. There's some guy. There's some 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 forwards that'll make you think twice about uh, wandering too far for a puck. I, I I think that there should be no trapezoid, and I think behind the below the goal line, the goalie should be a fair game. If it's illegal to freeze the puck in a spot, you shouldn't be protected. And they're not allowed to jump behind the net and freeze the puck. It's a yeah. delay game. So they should be, I, I want open season on them behind the net. It, it's their choice. It's a choice. All right. They're, they're, they're allowed to go out of the crease to run interference and scare the crap out of a guy coming down. Cause he has to avoid the goalie, which then potentially an offensive guy doesn't get the puck because of that but the offensive guy can't clear the goalie out of the way when he's running interference. So for, goalies are allowed to do legal interference and the That's smart true. ones do it. The smart ones really do. They use it behind the net on the edge of that trapezoid. Yeah. 
if you watch, there are some goalies that they will go to that edge and they basically just stand there knowing they can't get hit to impede the offensive player. Right. They're setting a pick. Yeah. It's it's legal interference. Yeah. So yeah, I, 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 so, so Richard's a no Lonnie's a yes on my, my crazy rule. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) Lonnie proves to be smart again. It's good. Yeah. You know, once he, you know, it's probably because because uh, we don't have like desert dog jerseys to talk about a rule or something like that. You know, right. that's probably what he doesn't want blue paint. You probably want some Cochina paint in the crease to make it even better. I, why, why you got to bring that in here? Like, it's fine on a jersey. Seriously, why do you have to get him going on this? He's an agitator. He knows that. Oh, yes, he does. He's, hey, we got to get it while we can because in a year when they're in Houston, they're not going to have the Cochinas. They're going to have the throwbacks. You, you, you know, there's going to be a reverse retro for that. It's going to happen. It's like their I, most popular jersey. I I will go out to say if they leave Arizona, there will never be a. It'll it would be a single heritage night type thing. They will never have a template with Cochina outside of Arizona. I will no, venture no, to no, no. I mean, there's uh, no way. The, no. Okay, I, actually they will with the reverse retro. They'll have like whatever their current logo is. And they'll have that on the Cochina Jersey. Now I bet you somehow the Houston arrows get the reverse retro without saying the Houston arrows. Here's the thing. Of course they will. Also, there is no chance that like the Quebec Nordiques and that logo beloved. It works in Colorado colors. The North stars colors in Minnesota still beloved. The reverse retro works that way. There was nothing beloved about the Arizona Coyotes. Except everything about that jersey. Except nothing about anything of that organization. Except everything about the Kachina jersey. I, I, talk only, to an Arizona fan sometime. If you can find one. I had to say, can, to we get them, can we get them both on a show one day? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, personally, for, for that franchise... Uh, you know, when, when you talk about, about jerseys, I think like 89, 90 or, you know, yeah. Like late eighties was Arizona coyotes, best franchise Jersey set. Yeah. Those yeah. were good ones. Yeah. Late eighties. Yeah. Those were good ones. Team Mussolini wearing them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like in nineties in when they went to the red pants with the white. No, I didn't like the no, red no, 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 no. But that, that blue and the white. Yeah. I mean, that, oh, that was yeah. in fran- franchise wise, Arizona coyotes, best jerseys were in the eighties. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Nope. The, the, the best part of, of the Arizona, I mean, listen, the best part of the Arizona Coyotes is the Hall of Fame roster that oh, retired phenomenal. as Coyotes. Their, their <laughs> alumni game is sick. They have oh the God. best alumni game. Yeah, Hosa and Datsuk on the four check. Forget about it. You're never getting the puck out of your zone. Yeah, it's, <laughs> they do. It's, yeah. <laughs> yep. They, 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 yeah, they haven't had that. That franchise hasn't had a, good, a great jersey since the 80s. No, not a chance. Yeah, yep. sure. I mean, you guys are allowed to be wrong. That's fine. But um, yeah, okay. We are allowed to be wrong. That is true. We are yes. not on this. Um, it's been a story this week a little bit. I mean, it's, it's one of those things coming out with, with, with Dubis, um, malfeasance and all that with negotiating his contract. This is somebody looking for a story when he was an agent. The big question with Kyle Dubis, does he go to Pittsburgh right away or does he sit out a year? I think he goes to, to Pittsburgh immediately. I, I I don't. I mean, I'm hard pressed to believe that there was any good terms that he departed from Toronto. I think he wants a little bit of revenge here. I, I think the smart move would be to get out of the pressure cooker uh, for a year. Um, I don't think Pittsburgh is a great situation to be going into right now. But I can also see him having a point to prove. I I think he goes to Pittsburgh for a completely different reason, though. Which is Fenway Sports Group. Yeah. He's a sports business guy. That's true. Mm-hmm. They are now owned by the Fenway Sports Group, which is kind of the new way of business, a new way of sports ownership for these conglomerates. Yeah, that, that are being built. I mean, you're seeing it with a bunch of different ones that are owning multiple types of sports and racing and, and different things. If you can get in business with Fenway sports group and you're Kyle Dubas, and you probably have another 
two to three years to have a Sidney Crosby on your roster. I mean, a couple of years of Sidney Crosby and Gino Fenway sports group is your ownership group, which I don't think hockey GM is Kyle Dubas's crescendo of his sports career. Not at all. Mm-mm. By the way, speaking of Pittsburgh and FSG, that is the other piece of the magic of April 11th was that in losing that game, Pittsburgh cleaned house. Yes, they did. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. entire, the, the brass has got like everything. They completely clean house and start over and yet another way, you know, the, the, the Kyle Dubas discussion it, it, with Pittsburgh is relevant again, because of that date, they win that game. Like who knows what happens? Yeah, they probably, they probably don't, they probably don't clean house if they make the playoffs. No. Depends. It depends what yeah. Boston does to them. Yeah. But well, but I, if you get swept by, if you would have gotten swept by Boston, that's true. If you get, that's true. You I get mean, swept by that Boston team, whatever. Yeah. Losing they, to Boston was, was no embarrassment. Boston losing right. is the embarrassment part of yeah. correct, this whole thing. Correct. That's right. L- losing after blowing a three, one lead. Yes. It just, yeah. Keep, Pouring that salt in the wound. I, I appreciate Sorry. it, guys. Sorry, Thank you. That's, Thank that's, you. That's my bad. Yeah, let's <laughs> talk. Yeah, let, don't don't rip on Boston. Let's talk about Colorado's playoff. For, oh, oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's can't talk uh, about that either. Hmm. Yeah. Well, to be fair, by the end of the playoffs, I think they had six healthy skaters. So <laughs> pretty much, well, that was like the regular season. Yeah, that, they, that too. Uh, yeah, both your teams got a. You know, there there was uh, they were clipped. You know, kind of like what Manscape does. It clips you. It takes care of all your twigs and berries and hairs and all the places you want manscaped.com phn 15 the code there you go well done <laughs> i think it's time for some bet 99 action uh yes i do believe it is time for some bet 99 action if i can direct your attention to the first line <laughs> picks tab in our rundown adam You will see that we have a discussion here about the Dallas and Vegas Golden Knights game that is happening on Saturday, May 27th, Uh, the only game happening in the NHL. So I decided to uh, split it up into two parts here. First off, we're going to go ahead and pick the game. Game five between Dallas and Vegas. Adam, who you got? I think Vegas closes it up. I just, All right. I, I don't want them to, but I just Dallas. Even with the win, they're still they're still not giving me. They're not instilling much in me. Lonnie, does Dallas spark anything? Absolutely not. Vegas close out. Uh, I I want to go opposite you guys, but I really have no faith in doing that. Uh, and that that takes care of the second part here. Who yeah. wins the series? Let's, let's is, throw, let's, I want a third question on there. All right. Toss because it it, this will happen either before. If, if this happens, then game one will be before the next, uh, the, the second line record. Who wins game one of the Stanley Cup final and you have three choices? I want that for a pick. Okay. Let's put that in there. Who you got? You technically have three choices. I, I think Vegas wins game one. I think Florida is going to need a game to, to get their energy back. And, and I mean, this is such a momentum killer for them to have a week off, at least a week off. All right. Lonnie. Florida. You know, um, I, I get the, the joy of picking last here. Uh, I'm going to ride the hot horse in Lonnie here. Going Florida as well. He's been. Uh, you hadn't gone Dallas, and you know, in case like you lost the first two, and <laughs> right, I should have, but I'm not. No, I mean, I, that, I, that, that, that's the old Monday night football bet after a bad Sunday for the gamblers, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I can't. It's, um, it's, yeah, I, I, I got no faith in Dallas right now, but that means they're going to win. So you know, obviously, if you want to, if you want to share your picks with us, you can find us on Twitter at phn underscore podcast or you can share your picks using the hashtag phn picks yep parting thoughts guys the uh the the, the flood the, the mr flood himself <laughs> richard cote you're dried out you, you you look rested oh do i 
because uh, I'm probably about to head down to the basement here in just a few. Uh, I think a tornado warning is about to be issued for Colorado, the uh, Colorado PHN studio. It's getting quite windy outside. Um, yeah, no, just, uh, you know, going through the repairs on the, uh, I, I don't want to call it the new PHN studio, but it, there will definitely be some new aspects to it. Maybe I should be uh, sharing some photos on our social media pages, show you how things are being put back together and kind of what they were when it was, uh, all swampland, but, um, no, glad that everything has dried out, uh, no major damage down there, everything intact, and uh, hopefully next week we'll be uh, we'll be broadcasting uh, live to tape uh, for next week's episode of the PHM podcast. As as the very uh, powerful and prominent host here, um, with lots and lots of power in you know the global media, the global hockey news company that we're yep. with here, um, the on air sign must remain part of the studio. Uh, you know, that, that might've been a casualty of the, no, 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 no it's still no, there. No. It's still there. Okay. I don't care what you redo that, that on air. Cause I need to know when we're recording. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Lonnie. Um, so the next time the first, I don't know how I follow this. So, <laughs> so the, the next time we are together to record, I will be the, uh, the father of a high school graduate. As my oldest will be uh, walking across the stage to get her diploma a week uh, from this co- a week from Memorial Day, and as we were finishing recording, I got a call from the attendance, the automated attendance line at her high school, telling me that she has an unex- one or more unexcused absence today. Uh, I I know this is true. Well, first of all, a she only has one class at the high school still. B <laughs> B today is senior skip day. So it's not ditch day. They call it skip day now. Senior skip day. It rolls off the tongue better. The alliteration they're going for us. Senior skip. We just called it ditch day. Yeah. Right. That works. We didn't didn't use the senior part. Well, (laughs) right. You didn't have to. Anybody could just did. No, this is, this is to signify that it is just for the seniors. Anybody else who ditches does so at their own peril. Um, but yes, today is a senior skip day. And I, I just laugh at getting the phone call from the, the attendance line telling me that my kid is not in class. I know she's not in class and I simply don't care. You should punish her when she gets home. <laughs> now nah, she's bringing dessert home. So yeah. I, I'll take the dessert keep... and then punish her. <laughs> so here, here's, here, here's, here's the uh, big question. Do they still do senior pranks? Not, uh, no, I don't think so. <sighs> Times have changed. Adam, what was yours? What was your senior prank? We we did something to the assistant principal's car. I think I think we took off the wheels and put like popcorn peanuts in it, type thing. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And and moved it like right to the front, like at the curb. Like it was prominent. It was yeah. Nice. But I Ronnie, what'd you do? I have zero recollection. Right. Coming up on thirty years ago, I do not remember. All right, a lot. Of, there's a lot of things Lonnie probably doesn't remember about high school. That's true. <laughs> the fact that he graduated is is enough to remember. That's accurate as That's well. That's the only memory you need, right? Because because right. his current, uh, you know, about to be graduate does not take after him in the academic standards in the family. Thank God, no. No, no. That's definitely the <laughs> wife. That is that is not after you, right there. Nope. <laughs> nope. I mean, nope. you can't go to school, you go to state. That's, that's what you Ooh. do. Usually I use that for my sister who went to Illinois State, but. That's right. You know. It's worth, I mean, it, you at least went to state, you didn't go to a directional. That's true. I mean, you, you went to little brother, not, you know, you know newborn or whatever. <laughs> third cousin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once removed and all that. That's right. So. Um, I got along the same lines with my closing thought is, uh, you know, if, if elementary school graduation is a thing and, you know, just kind of moving into middle school, my oldest did it. And she actually was one of three students who got to deliver the, the speech at the, the recognition graduation day. And she freaking hit it out of the park. But here's the funny thing. And and, and Lonnie, as an editor, will, will appreciate this. So she asked me to proofread her speech and didn't do it like I would normally proofread. I was like, had to get into fifth grade, fifth grade mind. There were a couple of things. The second to last line I added in there, she had like her thank you for a teacher and, and Dr. Udi and all that, the assistant principal. And I am there. And, and of course, I'd like to thank my dad because he is the bomb.com. And I did like DA bomb. And 
she I printed out and she I said or give her back the the PC. I said, "Hey, take a lead." And she goes, "Oh, thanks. That looks good." And I'm sitting there and I'm like, and then then I had a moment. Then I had a moment of, huh? How nice am I going to be? And I was like, Grace, did, did you really read it? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, read it one more time. And then she she actually is reading it this time. And she goes, Oh no, no, no. Just <laughs> yeah, I found something I have to delete. I'm like, no, you got to leave that in there. So then I, I really, then I was mad at myself. I was like, I kind of wish I wouldn't have. And then if she, as she got to it live, mm. how fun could that have been for me? Forget about her. Who's actually doing this. It's right. all about you. Yeah. And I yeah. told her, I was like, Hey, and then during your speech, fine. If you're going to take that, I want like a point or a winks, something to just, no, I'm not doing that. Oh, Richard, are you new here? Of course. It's all about Adam. No, I wasn't no, being, I wasn't being sarcastic. Him. It is all about him. I, this is the only place that, that I can somewhat get away with it all about me. Somewhat. Right. Just because you guys have given up. Like, <laughs> That's in true. my house, I, no, I don't even try. I'm in, I'm in like, uh, fifth place. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. Definitely in fifth place. <laughs> so, yeah. It's fun. It's that time of year. It's uh, it's getting their summer season. So every but everybody in the U.S. hope you guys have a great Memorial Day weekend. The unofficial start of barbecue season for those that don't grill in the winter for whatever reason that people don't do that. Grill year round. It's worth it. And hopefully the weather will be there. I mean, the sun actually came out in Minnesota, and I think you guys had eight in front of your temperature. Oh yeah, it's we yeah. we are in summer. It's it's uh, be or at least next week we will be mid eighties all week. Yeah, that means only 90 more days till the first snow. You guys are you guys are getting there. Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> For Richard Cote and Lonnie Goldson, this is Adam Thanks So long, it's been an edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast.